Okay, Preston. Rally for just one more hour-ish and a half. Stay strong. Welcome to Justice Loser, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host. That might have been the most, like, authentically low-energy intro you've ever done. Because you've done, you've done, like, really aggressively, like welcome to just and, <laughs> and and then normally you're just kind of you know upbeat but going even if you're not excited about it but this was just kind of there's a little bit of a drag in your voice there <laughs> i'm very tired i'm bat matt that's me i uh, uh this episode is going to be full of a lot of matt talking because today was a football game and i joined the Soonerman this week which means if you ever watch ou football games i don't know i guess some people do they listen. Um, the people that are in the front of the student section that have capes and that have a lot of face paint, and there's one terrifying guy with a beard and he has a kilt. Um, that's Brendan. That's our friend. Yep. Uh, that's the Soonermen. They're actually an official organization that kind of lead the student section. Um, they do a lot of stuff with the Pride, and they're the ones that hold banners while the um, football players run out. Uh, I joined them this week, and they've been pestering me to join them for like two or three years. Um, and oh my god, is that just a lot of energy all the time? Mm-hmm. Like if you're, I didn't realize how much by the time I get to like the third quarter, mm-hmm. I'm just like sitting down and just kind of like watching casually. Mm-hmm. You can't do that, no. And you're like always kind of keeping an eye out for where the camera's going because mm-hmm. if it starts coming at you and you're picking your fucking nose, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna trend on twitter yep uh look at that <laughs> stupid guy with the cape with the chain who's picking his nose sooner man more like snotter man <laughs> <laughs> so uh that was a lot of energy and it was pretty hot it was definitely not as hot as older games as past games mm-hmm. um but yeah no it was fun but just exhausting and i had to get up at seven today because we had to leave the church at eight and set shit up all that said Matt, what should people do? People should like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Yeah, do that. Uh, specifically, check out our, I feel like I haven't said Gmail in a little while. So, yeah, we got one of those. JustUsLosersPod at gmail.com. Yep. Use that for all your theories and extended rants and, uh, I don't know, general contributions that you don't want to post somewhere more public like Facebook. Because we'll only re- read them verbatim on the show. No, nah, it's not true if you don't want us to. We're nice about that sort of thing. Do we have so, any emails? Huh? Do we have any emails? Not at the moment. Okay, I never Last checked that Last one we got account. was the um, Bionicle Theory. Yep. Which took us, what, like five weeks to get him to finally send it to us? Mm, that's an understatement. <laughs> uh, what am I looking at? Oh, uh, okay. That was a stupid... The comicbook.com. I'm looking. I'm kind of briefly looking through news to see mm-hmm. if there's anything noteworthy, and it was just like, Marvel Cinematic User... Re- fuck. Marvel Cinematic Universe will release, release four movies for first time in 2021. That, that that article that headline confused me. Oh. But it's just the four movies that are coming out in twenty twenty one. It's like the um, uh, man, man uh, multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shang Chi. Uh, the uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. And another thing that we will talk about in news. Yeah, that's a. We'll get into it. We'll get into uh, it. <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, Matt, Matt, what have you been up to? Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> this is going great. Uh, I finished I finished Mindhunter Season 2, finally. Nice. Uh, I 
sort of pre-prognosticated that it was going to turn out to be mildly worse what than the first word. season. Pre-prognosticated. Pre-prog- you, you nailed it the first time, and I was impressed. I prognosticated. <laughs> fucking Icarus. <laughs> Don't say it again. Just be be uh. happy I'm impressed by a word you said. Uh. Yeah, so I I said that it was probably going to end up being a little worse than the first season, and I think that's that's true. It's a fair assessment. It's still a great show, really well made show, well written show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets a little too scattered almost in this season. Um, I think it would have been better with three more episodes or three fewer episodes, because it takes a couple of subplot tangents that don't really feel like they pan out as much as you want them to. Mm-hmm. And so they could either be cut or significantly trimmed down and saved for a later season while they focus in on sort of the main plot, which is centered around the Atlanta child murders. Um, Or they could blow out the runtime and focus a little more time on some of those subplots. Mm -hmm. Uh, In general, it's good. Uh, the, The pacing, I think, is one of the issues. It's just they're kind of grinding along and grinding along and then suddenly it's like reveal after reveal right in the very last mm-hmm. couple of episodes and the last i don't know 20 minutes of the last episode just whiplashes you be- between a whole bunch of stuff yeah um and it's it would be a little unsatisfying if it didn't end on a super mind huntery note mm. which uh, i'm not gonna reveal exactly what that characterizes just to avoid spoilers mm-hmm. but it's it's certainly not a, a bows and ribbons happy ending kind of thing okay uh yeah the serial killer kills another person that's usually how these things go yeah uh those those killers always doing the killing speaking of killers doing killing i watched the boys oh yeah uh your your opinion of it wasn't as at the same level as mine was when we had talked you right mid-show did it improve no no god i just we have very different tastes. Yeah. <laughs> Not completely different, but like... It, we're either really in sync or really out of sync. Yeah. <laughs> or we're like out of sync briefly, and then we're in sync, and then we're out of sync. That's because I really enjoyed a movie you thought was adequate. Then over the next 15 minutes, I thought the movie was adequate, and then realized how much I disliked the movie. <laughs> We're never going to let this go, are we? No, we are not, because it's hilarious that that <laughs> happened while recording. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, no, the boys. Uh, it was just a lot of it felt like it was over the top for the sake of being over the top, but without sort of the Deadpool wink and a nod mm-hmm. that made Deadpool work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it just cheapens the the effect of a lot of things if every third word's an f-bomb and if the violence is constantly gratuitous yeah um because something like the menu does a really good job of that where they pull back somewhat on like the sex and the language it's probably pg-13 for anything but violence Mm -hmm. and then the violence when it's brutal it's really brutal but they don't make it really brutal every time yeah um and you know the boys is it's kind of more of a satire it's gonna have to be over the top but it just it it feels like it wants to go some some dark and interesting places and doesn't Uh really just because it is a little too over the top um i think i also had the same problem that it was either three episodes too long or three episodes too short Mm. where there's so many subplots 
yeah just by the end of it so i'm like i'm interested to see what happens in the next season and i'll watch it probably just because yeah. there's a lot of a lot of interesting details left hanging but there's just so much going on mm-hmm. um and it feels like as weird as it is to say it feels like they pulled a couple opportunities for serious punches mm-hmm. but um just different ways that character arcs could have gone that would have left me a little more oh yeah which i know you were very oh about the ending it so the and we're gonna uh, try to do this without spoiling things it's not that i was like oh shit it was the the oh shit was not about what happened right but about the fact that it ended right there so suddenly Mm -hmm. and i was like you huh like it was it was a cliffhanger but like instead of it being like a just a pure drop off sheer cliff Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that like it's actually an outcropping Mm -hmm. and the cliff actually like drops down about like 30 feet before where you're at on that like it's you're not gonna be able to grab onto the cliff you're fucked if you hit if you (laughs) top over like Mm. it's so it, it was a it was, I don't know, it just, for me, it felt different between that kind of cliffhanger as opposed to every other show that just thrives on cliffhangers like um, Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, uh, um, Umbrella Academy is another one, like, that they, cliffhangers, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's really of, like, a, oh, no, like, or, oh, like, like that, but this one was just, like, Oh fuck! Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, I got a different feeling from this one than other ones. It's less narrative tension and more emotional tension, I think, because you yeah. throw them into a situation and you have no idea how most of these people got here, mm-hmm. but you know that there's some very interesting and unusual paths that might have led them to end up there, mm-hmm. and the denouement is going to be messy. Yeah, all kinds of messy, all kinds, especially given the level of gore that they're yeah. willing to go for. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I don't know if you if you can't handle gratuity on just like every single level, skip the boys. Mm-hmm. If you like that sort of thing, cool. This is probably for you. Just wasn't really for me. Yeah, is that your last one? Because I've got a good segue into mine. Nope, it's not my last one. God damn it! Because I watched Downton Abbey. Oh nice. Movie. Um, and Did it I live up to the show. Yes. Uh, yeah. this is this is going to bite me in the butt. But in about two weeks when El Camino comes out. But I think this is the best version of the movie capping off a TV show that we're ever going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it just felt like a logical extension of the show. Like they gave a guy a movie, but gave, gave Julian Fellows, the original producer, mm-hmm. feels like they just gave him a movie budget and said, here, do what you love. Mm-hmm. And he made a he made a satisfying story that I think extended the ending without compromising the the actual endings landing place Mm -hmm. there was nothing where it felt like a maybe a fan servicey continuation of a particular character's arc or anything wow i wonder what that's like at game of thrones (laughs) where it's just a fucking season of them fan servicing where people want character arcs to go yeah god yeah it um the it only it extends a couple of arcs but it does it in ways that i think are emotionally satisfying and those are a couple of the more interesting stories anyway and so mm-hmm. adding more detail doesn't because they were at a less resolved place at the end and so it doesn't yeah. doesn't unsettle them so much um it has one really genuine tearjerker moment that's mm-hmm. really well done um it's got some stuff that's just absolutely laugh out loud funny uh-huh. 
uh it's it's still up to the level of production and the writing feels the same there's not there's a couple of callbacks and stuff mm-hmm. but it's not egregious but it's not dependent is it dependent on having seen the show uh i would say yes just because there's a cast of like 30 different characters that is you need to have some idea for, is it dependent for someone who is able to pick up details and quickly learn names and like someone who can go into a movie and be like, I got this. I can, I'm picking this now that I know that it's like, there's history with it. I'm going to like, when I'm watching be like, okay, that's who this is. I'm going to try to figure out. Is it, could, could you enjoy the movie as much if you could do that rather than just a casual movie goer, who's not going to give the full detail attention. Not as much, I think, because a lot of, not a lot of, but a, a fair amount of what it does is it extends the, it uses the existing characterization. So there's, uh, one of the one of the minor characters is kind of a a bumbling guy. Yeah. And so they put him in a couple of bumbling scenes that are very in character for him, but it just, uh, you don't really see it coming. Mm, okay. If I, I think, again, I was going it's into this. It's not dependent, but it's supplementary. Yeah. It it it'd be hard. I think. I think it'd be. I think it'd be hard to watch the movie without having seen the show, but I think you could watch and enjoy the movie without having seen the show. Okay. You just might not get what the fuss is all about. Gotcha. Um, that being said, it has it, all of its flaws are the same flaws. It's the show. It's basically the prettiest and most expensive soap opera ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just the, the subplots range from hilarious sort of over the top sitcom level stuff to uh, murder and betrayal mm-hmm. and, uh violence and political stuff and so mm-hmm. it um it's occasionally a little jarring when it cuts between stuff um there's a couple of plots that it seems like it's taking in a really interesting direction that it kind of just drops mm-hmm. halfway through the movie uh so yeah no it's not a perfect movie by any stretch but it's sort of the perfect extension of a flawed show yeah i think is the way to say it um and it brings in a couple of new characters um uh, mark addy shows up who you might know as Robert Baratheon. Oh, nice. Yeah. I um, I saw his name in the opening credits, and I was like, what? Because I didn't think he was in the original show. Mm-hmm. And he showed up, and he didn't have a beard, and it took me half of the one scene he was in to recognize who he was. Yeah. And I elbowed Hannah, and I was like, that's Robert Baratheon. Yeah. And she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's always fun. Yeah. Um, it also has uh, Imelda Staunton in it. Who you might know as Dolores Umbridge. Oh. Yeah. Man, and they got all the British fucking people. So many British people. It's like it's like if Harry Potter was made into a show. Yeah. Where like it would just be all the all the big British people. Yeah. Imagine if they did a Harry Potter, Downton Abbey, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy mashup. Oh. Just everyone oh, British. Oh god, yes. <laughs> uh yeah, no, but Imelda Staunton, she's she's good in this. I think it's really good casting. Uh, cause it sort of puts you in a certain headspace about the character immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the story goes from there. We'll say, um, she gets some very good interactions with Maggie Smith, which is kind of uh, fun to I see love Maggie Smith. Yep. And McGonagall versus Umbridge is nice. Even if it's in, even if it's not McGonagall and Umbridge, <laughs> McGonagall, 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 sure. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> L5. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yep. So I watched that. That was good. Uh, if you haven't seen the show, you probably wouldn't enjoy it. Gotcha. If you have seen the show, you probably it's, really would. I think next on my list, once I get through Scrubs, I think I'm going to 
since right. that movie's out, I'm going to try to get to it and then try to see it if it's still in the, if I enjoy it as much, see if it's worth seeing in the theaters. Mm-hmm. But I doubt it'll be in theaters by the time I get through Scrubs. Scrubs is such a long show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I know that's going to, I know my statement about it being the best is going to come back and bite me in two weeks when El Camino comes out and mm-hmm. proves everyone wrong. Gotcha. Um, been reading a little more It. Been reading a little more Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really great moment in the last issue of Daredevil I read where, so his identity gets leaked to the press and he denies, denies, denies. And eventually he's able to lean on the guy who originally leaked it mm-hmm. as Daredevil and intimidate him into retracting his statement, basically. Uh, which already is kind of a fun little character moment yeah. in itself because you're thinking about some moral gray areas and yeah. maybe some darker than gray moral areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once the statement's retracted, Daredevil launches a countersuit against, or Matt Murdock launches a countersuit against the newspaper publisher that originally published the, mm-hmm. the allegation. Uh, and so he has a sit down meeting with him and the newspaper guy is like all right so i i know you're daredevil i just we can't prove it anymore according to the letter of the law i'm gonna have to pay you this libel suit and so they do a little negotiation and decide on a payout mm-hmm. um and daredevil like he's kind of smirking about it mm-hmm. at one point and the newspaper guy's like no you know what i know i'm probably gonna lose we're going to court in this. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this settlement. You annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had it, and you fucked it up, Matt Murdock. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, Matt Murdock, he kind of has that vibe. He's kind of a cocky lawyer guy. Oh, okay. I didn't think he was. I was going to say, I don't think he, I, I also have not read the comics. Right. He yeah, doesn't I mean, come the, across the, as the cocky person in the show. The show version, uh, uh, I think, brings him a little more down to earth. Yeah. But he's he's much more of a high power high profile um sure he's in charge kind of lawyer yeah in the comics and he also he knows he's in charge because he can hear people's heart rates and yeah. smell their endorphins and whatnot yeah, <laughs> yeah. so he can he can, can tell you smell what you're... their endolphins uh, two more of these in this episode two more dolphins two more dolphin jokes I, I I was just I was thinking about earlier it's like I probably have just enough energy to make three jokes that I think are hilarious not necessarily great quality jokes, but like mm-hmm. jokes that I thought was as funny as that joke because I thought that joke was hilarious. <laughs> well, but uh, now that you said jokes about dolphins, I'm now going to give you. Uh, there's going to be two more times in this episode that I'm going to make a dolphin joke. Okay, I'm gonna make this shit work. That's that's fair. Um, I mean the the dolphins are kind of already a joke. They're they're zero and three this. Fucking... Oh, the dolphins! Don't. They're they're zero and three. We're this talking season. about actual dolphins. They're zero and three this season, and they've been outscored by a combined total of one hundred and thirty-three. How to did 16. you pull that up so quickly? Because I had that joke planned about thirty seconds ago, and so. I oh started... my god! Really? <laughs> Once you started talking about dolphins, I was oh. like, "The dolphins are a joke," and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that number. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, one hundred and thirty-three to sixteen has been their combined score across three games. Oh, good God. Yeah, they they're a bad. They're the new team. Browns. Yeah, with Baker Mayfield coming through. Okay, we are not on sports talk. We need to. <laughs> <laughs> we could do it. Oh, you know that's actually interesting. We're pop culture. Sports is pop culture. Yeah, we could theoretically do. Like, 
if you and Brendan want to do like a World Series episode whenever we get around to World Series and then like we could do something towards the championship, like talk yeah. about football. Yeah. And then we need to find people that like soccer and golf and the other ones that no one cares about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um write that down because that's why we brought this notepad. Hey, very good. I don't have a pen. I might. <gasps> Anyway, anyway, that's so, a, that's all I've been up to. That is a tiny fucking pencil. You're you were the nerd in middle school and high school that made it a goal to make it all the way through a pencil, didn't you? I really you? wasn't. You weren't. God, I hated people like that. I was lost my pencil before. I like that I happened. I respected them for being able to do that, but I lost all respect for for anyone that did that. I don't know what that was. Someone something was buzzing. I didn't think my parents were here. I don't know. Um. But uh, I saw one of the like one of the people that like to do that break a pencil in half before they sharpen it. I was like, you motherfucker! That's cheating. You cheated so. That's much. against the rules. Uh, so the sports episode. Uh, so my nice segue was uh that we were talking about how. Oh no, I don't remember my segue. Preston, what you been up to? Uh, I've been up to things. Um, I started watching. Um, oh, uh. That's what it was. <coughs> oh God. Uh, so the first season was a little bit uh, iffy of uh, whatever that show we were talking about. Bad boy, uh, the boys, the boys. boys. Uh, it was a bit iffy for you. Um, I'm curious to see if they do some course correcting in the second season, like just stuff to kind of like maybe bring the gore down a little bit. If that's something that wasn't super appealing to everybody, mm-hmm. something like that, maybe make it a little bit more um, real stuff mm-hmm. like that. Maybe course correct some because that happens. An example of that happening is Titans. Hey! hey! Which I haven't talked about. We're almost on episode five, and I have failed to talk about the fact that I've been watching them when they come out. Oh, that's happening? That's been I happening. I thought that was a couple months away. No, season episode five Ooh, comes that out. was episode four very low fanfare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I'm actually kind of disappointed about because this season is... none of the, Not a single episode has capped the Talk and Dove episode. Mm-hmm. But every single episode is substantially better than all of the other episodes of season one. Okay. Things are a lot better. Um, it, the acting and the writing, or the acting is actually a lot better. The writing is still pretty poor, but the actors have kind of figured out how to try to, like, Ewan McGregor this shit mm-hmm. and try to make this bad writing work. And they're doing a pretty good job of it. Uh, they're all still relatively young and new actors, so right. they don't have that experience that Ewan McGregor had, uh, has. Um, because he was, he had some he had some resume by the time prequel yeah. came around. Yeah, I mean he? he'd he'd been in Train Spotting. That was like yeah. a, a real role, real yeah. meaty role right there. Um, so they're they're still working on that. Um, a lot of the stuff that was really the the two main things that I hated was one Starfire, the look of Starfire, mm-hmm. and they fucking just completely changed it. Like there was no like fanfare of her like straightening her hair and changing her outfit it was just like next time you saw her she had straightened hair (coughs) oh my god my throat and (laughs) she looked fucking stunning and like that was from the when they first released the pictures of what's of what anna the op looked like at starfire i was like that looks like trash and then like the next day she posted a picture like a headshot of her and i'm like oh my god just dye her hair orange and that's starfire Mm -hmm. she's gorgeous and they did that for this one. They actually didn't dye her hair. It's just kind of black with some, but like it heats up uh, when she uses her fire. Special effects are still iffy, but that well, yeah, it's you, a, they don't have the budget. It's a low that. budget TV show. Um, but 
the uh, the second thing that I hated was the fact that Beast Boy only turned into a tiger, mm-hmm. which was stupid because he has the power of the entire animal kingdom. If he was trying to be stealthy, why would he turn into a fucking tiger? Tigers, especially the giant green glowing ones, are very stealthy. They aren't glowing. Maybe they don't glow? No, Beast oh. Boy doesn't glow. I thought they glowed. No. Um, but he turned into a snake at one point, hey. which means he does have the powers to turn into other things. So we might be seeing some interesting. Maybe it was just like they had a very limited budget and like they ha- they knew how to they they had the they spent all their budget designing the CGI tiger. Uh so they didn't have the budget to design the other animals. Yep. So like you could just cuz it's like getting a clip art. Like right. you where like you, you you spend your time drawing the clip art and then you could just stick that on everything because you can just kind of copy paste it. Yep. So that's probably what the case was. They yeah. only had budget for one animal. They tried to go for a cool one for combat but might be um huh might be and snakes are pretty simple too so yeah. i guess that yeah oh unless you're trying to do it really well in which case you get like the scale and the oil on the scale and trying to get like that reflection which mm. well, i don't fucking mm. know we don't know anything about cga um what even are animals um but yeah no it's getting a lot it's it got a lot better uh the story is the story is ramping up um they did Two things that I cl- that I that I made very big claims about when they started announcing who like castings mm-hmm. um, is that they cast Jericho and I said if they don't make Jericho mute I'm gonna fucking kill you I'm gonna st- I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dr- what was it I'm gonna drive to um, the Warner Brothers headquarters and burn it down or something like I threatened arson if they didn't make Jericho mute <laughs> all right uh, <laughs> uh, and they did they actually and they actually have the scar across his throat and he would was accurate that he got his throat cut uh, and that's okay. how he lost his voice and he does sign language and he does what i was hoping they would do they, they they're doing what i was hoping they would do where he signs some stuff and unless it actually makes sense that the person respond in such a way that you know what he was signing you mm-hmm. don't really know what he was signing so he said something to her and she was like yeah but and then they got interrupted and it's like okay well he actually signed something mm-hmm. i don't know what it is because i don't know asl and i want to know asl but that's really cool that they're allowing for that, like, you have a mute person. Did I say blind or deaf at all? I don't think so. I wasn't paying 100% attention. I think I, I don't fucked think up what did. I was saying. Mute. He's mute. Not deaf. Um, they haven't showed his powers yet. I'm interested to see how they show his powers. He just, like, he can go ethereal. He makes eye contact with someone who goes ethereal and can take over their body. Oh. Um, uh, but, and then the other thing was that they introduced... Um, Rose and Jericho Wilson, both as Asian characters. And I was like, I swear to fuck, if they don't make Adeline Wilson Asian, then they have some very bad explaining to do. And Adeline is, like, very Asian, like, which explains why their kids are, like, quite American, like, Asian-American-Asian. Okay. Um, so they're they're good on that. They covered that base. I was like, man, if the the mother of the two Asian kids is white and so is the dad... Someone has some splaining to do. <laughs> Those kids aren't fucking Slades. Um, but Slade is actually pretty good. He's a uh, recently retired Slade, so a little bit different from the comics where he's ever retired. Um, Wintergreen is black, which is honestly fine. Should it, be green, right? Well, it should be white, like winter. Oh, uh, okay. Actually, you know, that, that didn't really work since it was white as the actual... Wintergreen's white in the comics. Mm-hmm. But... It doesn't actually change anything. So this is like fine that he's black. It makes no fucking difference. Right. Um, also, Wintergreen is such an unknown character that you could just like you could make Wintergreen a like 
female gnome and no one would fucking notice if it was different <laughs> um but yeah no it's 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 pretty good uh, the story is ramping up to combat with slade currently there has not been great combat yet and most of it is because like they're not fighting people just yet they're fighting or they're just training so all the fight they need in the in the episode is in a training sequence yep um they didn't introduce aqualad and then had him get killed which is not accurate so i'm interested to see why they decided to kill off aqualad but he's coming back also one thing that does bother me it's a thing that's another another thing that's inaccurate aqualad does not have very bright violet eyes which is something that's very distinct about his whole character in the comics is because like the prince of prince with purple eyes blah 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 will do something there's like this prophecy so literally there's a prophecy about him with purple eyes but they didn't cast a guy with they didn't put contacts in his eyes <laughs> contacts are not that hard to come across um but no overall getting better i'm actually interested in it um hawk and dove are killing it um just the the two of them uh they did a full episode of the five years ago when the original titans were around and he was still robin um they are hinting as fuck towards nightwing which doesn't surprise me because we have set photos of him in a Nightwing costume. <laughs> kind of to uh, be expected at this point. And I'm excited about it because I love Nightwing and Brenton Thwaites seems to be coming someone that would do a good Nightwing. Currently, he's a bit too angsty, but they're starting to lay some, uh, not breadcrumbs, lay some like groundwork. groundwork. There we go. They're starting to lay the groundwork for him to kind of be like, you know what? Fuck being angsty. angsty. I'm going to... I'm going to make a joke here and there and, like, be happier. Um, so that is probably what's going on. If they make an angsty Nightwing, I'll be a little upset. But, you know, I get Nightwing finally. So. <laughs> Yay! Because um, Chris McKay has given us no updates yet on that. He's working on his Dungeons & Dragons movie. Um, so that's happening. Uh, continuing to watch Scrubs. One thing that I don't like about Scrubs is that the characters do not develop. Hmm. It's, it's just... Uh, Elliot's a whiny... Uh, please everyone no back what backbone learns her lesson every other episode about that learns that she needs to stand up for herself next episode fucking floor mat um drives me nuts i hate people like that um in real life i hate people that are just people pleasers and will like be whatever they need to be to make people like them yeah um and so her character drives me nuts which this is actually fun um JD, the main character, is constantly obsessed with her, and they are constantly, like, falling in love with her constantly over and over again. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> it makes me, like, happy I'm single, which is so weird. It just makes me actively <laughs> not want to be in a relationship every time I fucking watch an episode where the two of them are doing shit. And it's just, like, I it it's purely because of how much I dislike her as a character. And you're not wow. supposed to. She's one of the main happy characters. You're supposed to dislike Bob Kelso, but I love Bob Kelso because he's just an asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> Best but, sort of character, if you ask me. But, uh, yeah, so it it suffers from the fact that they never actually progress as people. Mm -hmm. um, they they progress in their knowledge. They get better at their jobs, which is fine, but they don't learn, like, learn and grow as people, which bothers me a little bit. But it's fucking hilarious. Has made me cry, like, nine times so far. It's great emotionally it it's great at doing that stuff um i if you haven't seen scrubs it's a great one to have on the background um as long as you kind of like pay attention to some of the things that are happening it's like it's a funny show uh guy who plays jd um cannot place his name right now is 
a great actor, and I wish I could see more of him. Uh, he doesn't really do a whole lot, but that's a good one. Uh, I'm continuing to read Batman Eternal. Um, it is heating up a lot. Um, so there's uh, I'm actually not gonna spoil this part because it's it's it seems to be what the pivotal everything from the, it's like at at the half point mark mm-hmm. is when this is revealed and it's just like chaos for like the second half of it i'm only about like maybe two-thirds through okay but i mentioned that uh, i was like oh hey carmine falcone's back mm-hmm. to to tell you how much of shit is just going down carmine falcone is a pawn in someone else's game oh there is there is a person that it's a, it's a character it's a pre-existing character that gets a steroided version of the way that he was written first. Okay. And it's just, oh God, it's bonkers. And it's, it, the ability to just break Batman down is like something that I love. I loved it when it happened in, uh, uh, the Nightfall saga mm-hmm. when Batman broke or when Bane broke him down, like mentally before breaking him physically. Mm-hmm. I loved it in Hush when Hush broke him down by like, Picking at his childhood memories, like these are the happy moments you have. Fuck that! Actually, your childhood best friend is a murderer. Um, it's just, I love the idea of breaking Batman down and then having the family come and rescue him. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, does it in um, uh, Death of the Family too, when he's kind of breaking Batman down through the family, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. It's, I love, I love that trope of making a Batman story interesting. Is the fact that Batman is completely not infallible and he will be broken yep and someone who can do something to the extent that they're doing it in batman eternal is just oh god i could not i can't put it down at the moment i i I let myself like relax after a hell week and Mm -hmm. just read and i was like fuck this is why i like comics (laughs) uh so that's happening and i think that's you'll have to let me borrow that one at some point oh absolutely there's a few batmans i need to borrow uh i'm gonna give you a few comics to read before that so that you understand what's going on okay um but yeah cool yep all right news news Wanna start off with the big one? Let's start with the big one. Big one that's not actually that particularly big because everyone fucking saw it coming. Called it. Oh my god. Marvel and Sony finally worked out their shit to get Spider-Man one more Marvel Spider- or Sony Spider-Man movie. Oh my god. Who saw that coming? We did the moment they announced it. It was negotiating tactics. <laughs> like, All along as we've been saying since the very beginning. Oh, uh, I don't know what the deal is. Did, you, did they ever release they what the deal is? They don't have a ton of details. Uh, I can't... I'm finding conflicting reports on whether or not they're doing one movie or multiple movies. It's one or, movie. It's one final movie to clap off the trilogy. It's one movie, but he's also going to have an appearance in another movie. Mm. Is what I'm finding. Okay. Um... So, so I they think... have the rights to Spider-Man movies. The I guess that would be a fair like just, you know, he can just show up in another movie like Yeah, so they'll do him in some sort of something that ends up having a reasonable amount of crossover. Yeah. People are thinking maybe Black Panther 2 have him be sort of a a mentor friend to Shuri. Possibly. Which could work. They're both sort of young tech geniusy type yeah. people. Um, um yeah, that would be a good one we'll see there's, yeah we don't actually options. have really anything like it's all because uh, the pat was well, this is the interesting thing about what's going on right now with the mcu is that we actually we're in this weird stalling moment that 
with the Avengers, we knew when the next one was coming out, we knew that there was crossover after crossover, stuff mm-hmm. like that. They were constantly interacting. Mm-hmm. Now it's all single shit. Yeah. And so you can have your Spider-Man third movie and then not see him for another, like, six years and wait for that, like, that agreement yeah. to kind of settle down and then maybe get more single movies, but have him, like, quell the mobs of fangirls, mm-hmm. including us, about Tom Holland, because – and by just – Sticking him in a movie in the middle of that negotiations, just get your little fill of Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally figure that out. But we don't have any big cross, big crossovers. They could start building towards one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thing I thought about recently is maybe they could be building towards a um, Throne of Atlantis level thing with Namor. Yeah. Um, like have something because they're introducing the multiverse, so you could that you got. That's a blank canvas to just play with. Have we confirmed that they're introducing the multiverse? Uh, multiverse of madness. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the movie with the word in it. <laughs> Forgot about that one. <laughs> um, but you can like you can introduce some ideas of like maybe someone from a different universe came from somewhere where Black Panther and Namor are actually fighting, mm-hmm. and goes to Black Panther and goes, oh, "Why aren't you guys fighting? You should hate him for this list of reasons." And <laughs> T'Challa's like. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> Just declares a war on on Atlantis. Is it Atlantis? Yeah, yeah, on Atlantis. I'm um, I'm really hoping Namor rolls up in Black Panther two. Swims up, <laughs> rolls up like the tide. There you go. Wait, I'm not allowed to say that. Oh god, strike oh, that from the record. They were lost. They were losing for a little bit today. Yeah, they won by a lot. Did so. uh did North Carolina ever? Nope, they lost by one. Oh, that would have been so. That's gonna hurt Clemson though. Yes. Sorry, it's it's not, height of sports right now, so we're yeah, like <laughs> not not huge. I depending on how Georgia does, they won't fall farther than number three. Oh yeah, it's still top five, but they're dropping. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um. Anyway. So yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, Spidey's back. That's happening. Yep. Cool. Uh. Although apparently there's unconfirmed reports that Kevin Feige's looking at ways to write him out of the MCU, uh, which. Yeah. You can't have this kind of instability just lurking there and yeah. have him still be such an integral part moving forward. Yeah. So you're going to have to have an out built into the universe. And, hey, if he gets to stick around, that's okay. You can just keep making one-off Spidey movies yeah, till the end of time. Yeah, just send him to San Francisco. Yeah. Put him in a new city. There you go. Or just kill him. <laughs> kill them all. <laughs> That'll make everyone happy. Send him, send him to Moscow. He's Piotr Parkrov. Piotr Patkov. <laughs> He's the was the uh did it was Marvel that made the official like oh Sony did it the the Night Monkey joke yeah. trailer. I never saw that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that's happening. Twenty twenty one. That's the other movie that's coming out in twenty twenty one. Uh who saw it coming? Everyone actually not everyone. People who pay attention to what's actually happening saw this coming. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Uh, what else happened? Speaking of Tom Holland, uh we have a direct a new director in place for the Uncharted movie. Oh, that's still happening, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it the like the same day that they announced the Sony Disney Spider Man split, mm-hmm. they announced that the director quit from Uncharted. Oh god. <laughs> and the same day they announced they got back together, they got a new director on board. Mm, interesting. I smell the black helicopters. Yeah. There's been there's some shit going on. Yep. Nah, it's just probably massive coincidence. No, yeah, and it's probability I don't, I don't, allows. I don't think it was the exact same day. Yeah, but just you know, news cycles. What's yeah. Uncharted under? What's their? Who's the Sony? Sony? That's Sony. Oh yep. God, Sony is just like 
Sony's just jerking Tom Holland around. Tom Holland's probably not super happy with Tony at the moment. Sony. He's probably not super happy with Tony either. Oh, whoops. Yeah. Nubby. Yep. Uh, yeah, so they brought on Travis Knight, who did Bumblebee. Oh, cool. Which apparently was a pretty okay movie. I, I never saw it, but the general consensus is that it was good. Yep. So, yep. Uh, speaking of things about which the general consensus is good, uh, people really like The Irishman, which is the new Martin Scorsese movie. Yes. Uh, that's uh, Netflix original. It's screened, though, at the New York Film Festival. Okay. Um, and people are really liking it. They're saying it's very good vintage Scorsese, mm-hmm. which makes sense. It's a three and a half hour mob movie. That's about as Scorsese as it gets. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Excited to block out a day and watch that. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally 209 minutes. Good Lord. Um, We're at 40 minutes. No oh boy. We should start wrapping shit up. Uh, I still got news. <laughs> uh, let's let's fly through the news. Uh, trailers. We got a trailer, full trailer for El Camino. Okay, looks good. Doesn't reveal a lot of plot details. Get yeah. me excited. Give me some Jesse Pinkman PST, PTSD. Yep, he's running. Some oh, good. Jesse PTSD. Jesse PT PTSD. I'm done. I'm done too. Uh, BoJack Horseman. We got a season six trailer. Oh. Uh, it's apparently going to be the last season. They're going to do it in two parts. The first one drops at the end of October. The second one drops at the end of January. Oh, that's a Netflix thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Netflix original. That's a binge. Uh, yep. So that's a that's good that they're wrapping it up because the last season was brilliant, but at some point it's going to wear out its welcome. Yep. And I think they realize that. Uh, so we'll see. It's good when when uh, when really good really good and popular shows realize that Rick and Morty. <laughs> God, what was it like ninety nine episodes that they announced? I don't know. Oh, it was some absurd deal. They like they we'll see what they do. A lot going on with we'll that. See. Uh, and then I just wanted to mention Dublin Murders, uh, which is a TV show from Stars. Dublin. Dublin. All right. It's D. I'm not. I'm not. It's D O U B L I N apostrophe. Oh no, it's not. I'm messing with you. Uh, yeah, Dublin Murders or Dublin Murders or Dublin Murders. Dublin Murders. Dublin Murders. Uh, yeah, no, that's a. It's um. It's based on uh, I think a couple of books by Tana French who um i don't know she's sort of a jillian flynn type where she writes that's the one who wrote jillian flynn wrote gone girl tana okay. french writes that sort of thing sort of dark crime books that gone your girl, mom's really crime? like what 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 kind of show is gone girl dark crime oh is it it's a movie i mean it's a book i'm thinking of new girl oh that's a comedy show yes <laughs> i was like dark <laughs> murder what <laughs> what show uh, are you watching okay wrong one i guess uh yeah no my my mom got me into uh well she got me one of her books um and i was I, I enjoyed it quite a bit it's it's very much the sort of thing that um people's moms like i guess because <laughs> <laughs> that's the demographic that gone girl did best among mm-hmm. um and so and you were definitely a mom of a person i really kind of am especially the glasses I'm gonna say including glasses, but especially the glasses. Yeah, especially the sunglasses. Glasses. Yeah. So I'm the the trailer for this popped up uh, during the ad section before Downton, and I sat up bolt right upright in my seat and went <gasps> and like was kind of freaking out. What and was immediately that again? texted my mom. <gasps> no, that wasn't it. <laughs> no, I liked the I liked the new version better. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Anyway. Anyway. All right. So that's all the news. Uh, nope. Uh, Jonah Hill is holding out for a higher salary and that's right. better written version of either Penguin, Penguin or, or Riddler. Riddler, which we don't know which one he's playing yet. He'd yeah. be pretty good as either, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, although whether he should be paid double what Robert Pattinson has paid for the lead, I. I actually don't really know how salary negotiations work in Hollywood, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, I uh, also don't know how negotiations work, but if I were uh, if I were casting them, I'm more committed to having Robert Pattinson as as Batman than him as either of them. Like he would make a pretty good either one, but it's not like a knock him dead like a David Tennant uh, uh, Riddler. Like, so I'm not like him negotiating that would be like. Yeah. We don't need you. You don't. You don't make these demands. We'll we'll bump it up. We're not gonna yeah. make it more than Batman. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. And then I have one more piece of news, and it's good news regarding the CW. Oh, I highly doubt that. You know who uh, Michael Rosenbaum is? Michael Rosenbaum. Played, he played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Oh yeah. Oh, he said he's not going to be in it. They invited him into the crossover, and he was like, "Get and fucked." And he said, "I I'm going to read." He he posted this. I think it's a Facebook to- post that he tweeted. Mm-hmm. I don't know how social media works, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to just I'm going to read this verbatim. All right. Quote. Friends, many of you have tweeted and asked me about joining the Infinite Crossover. I can't tell you how much this means to me. I'll just be straight up about this. Warner Brothers called my agents Friday afternoon when I was in Florida visiting my grandfather in a nursing home. Their offer? No script. No idea what I'm doing. No idea what I'm shooting. Basically no money. And the real kick in the butt? We have to know now. My simple answer was pass. I think you can understand why. I hope this answers all of your questions. Lovingly, Rosenbaum. Yeah, all right. Unquote. I was hoping it would be a bit more brutal. That, like, he got the script and he told them to shove it up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. that's absurd that they don't even have a script yet. Yeah. It, I mean, that, they're focusing. They're starting shooting already. This speaks volumes about the CW. It's just they're just they're flying by the seat of their pants, just trying to get everybody they can. I mean, I saw a picture of Brandon Ruth as uh, um, as their Kingdom Comes by Superman. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about looks at this point. CW just manages to fail fucking everything. They're bringing Kingdom Come into this? Yeah, and it just... It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because Christ of the Infinite Earths isn't just about bringing all these different versions of people. It's bringing these different universes that have different interesting people. Exactly. Like, it's the way... It's, it's the way they introduced the Marvel family... The Charlton comic people, like uh, Blue Beetle and stuff like that, into it, and the Freedom Fighters, and mm-hmm. like all these different universes into their universe. They're all different universes, not seven different versions of fucking Superman, which is apparently all they care about. They're like, look, Superman. We couldn't get Superman in here. Now we have Superman. We're gonna fucking put Superman. <laughs> fucking hate CW. I said good news about CW. Nothing about CW makes me happy. Someone someone golden told them where they could go shove their lack of a script. Yeah, I that's, guess. That's something. But it's like, it's it's Lex Luthor from Smallville. It's like, on the list of like people that would have an impact with saying no, he's relatively low. He's also the sort of guy that probably hasn't had a huge career post-show. He would, I he seems like, yeah. I just, I know nothing about him. But that just seems like the sort of position where you'd be like, yeah, one last shot at glory and an extra paycheck. Yeah. So someone like that, it's more principle. Yeah. Sticking up for. for Imagine if there. like they tried to get Henry Cavill, and Henry Cavill on social media said, "The CW 
didn't have a script. <laughs> and they're filming. <laughs> what? <laughs> that would that would shake some CW managers to the core. Yeah. They suck. Anyway, moving anyway. on. Movies from 2016. 2016 and the best movies thereof. We're going to... We're at, so we're at 47 minutes. We're going to relatively fly through this, but stall a couple times to, yeah, to, to, to dwell on a few of them. Yeah. So 2016, I, this is, this is when the, the franchises were kind of in full swing. Yeah. And so, um, I have a, I have a category of the box office top this 10. This is when that movie came out, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, we'll get to fuck it. me. This is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is, I was dreading this episode. I was excited and I'm about this episode. Yep, I'm I'm ex- I'm also excited about this one because this is I think the the real rise of independent films taking advantage of the fact that they have a much wider reach through okay. streaming services, yeah. and so there was a whole lot of really good, relatively high profile sort of low budget indie type dramas, yeah, and sort of the non non typical stuff. Uh, so I have I have a category here. I've categorized all the different types of movies I want to talk about. Okay. And this one is box office top 10, not counting animated, superheroes, or franchise movies. Okay. And the only one that's on there, and that's only by me using a pretty tight definition of animated, is The Jungle Book. Oh. Because all the others are animated or franchise movies. All right. Uh, yeah, no, the, the Disney Jungle Book remake, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you, did you... You never saw it, nope. did you? Not even seen the animated one. Yeah. You know, it's shocking. Why am I saying it's shocking? You, Everyone should understand, again, for the millionth time, for 10 years of my life, which is almost half of my life, I watched nothing but Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and Harry Potter. Mostly Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. There's a lot of movies I didn't watch. There's also a lot of movies I didn't watch when I was a kid. And that includes almost all the Disney princess movies mm-hmm. and all of the Disney movies in general. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of movies, guys. When you're like, what? You never saw Snow White and the Seven Doors? It's like, no, I fucking didn't. I don't think I ever did. It's like, you haven't seen Jungle Book? It's like, no, I fucking didn't. You didn't see Dumbo? I think I saw Dumbo, but I don't know. I think maybe I watched them when I was a super young kid, but yeah. I don't like those movies all that much. Hot That's take. Fair. Not my kind of, not my cup of tea. All right. So just get the fuck out of here with your Disney princesses. God damn. I love how you turn delightful jungle book movie into a rant about disney princesses i'm so tired but okay (laughs) yeah um no i i said this after the lion king remake came out uh jungle book remake was should have been the template for that where they took kind of a cartoony base and then when they made it realistic looking they upped the stakes and made it much more of an action adventure movie they Mm -hmm. trimmed most of the songs and a lot of the comedy elements you know like mulan yeah, like it looks like they're doing with Mulan. And that model really worked for the Jungle Book. It made uh, $364 million in the U.S. alone um, and is well regarded by critics and fans alike. Hmm. You know what I, th- I was thinking about this the other day? Um, bringing up Mulan. Uh, and like the reason that I, I really enjoyed uh black panther as well is that i am fascinated by other cultures mm-hmm. like i am actively trying to that there's another thing that you, i think you and i have talked about a little bit but something mm-hmm. personal about that how this like permeates in my life that like i just i want ways to experience other cultures the right way mm-hmm. like i don't want to just go to an asian restaurant with like 
you a super white person, Nick a super white person, Brendan a super white person, and just eat Asian food. Hey, I, know I want to, to use chopsticks. Don't I want to go white. to like like I have before, go to a Korean barbecue with a Korean person, like mm-hmm. half Korean. Her mom was fully Korean. And was all like from Korea, mm-hmm. knew the culture and experienced that as it is and learned that. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about Mulan. Sorry to just drag it away from Jungle Book. Go for um, it. Is because I'm interested in that and I want to see what I can learn about Chinese culture around that time mm-hmm. from that. Um, and I'm excited to see, like, I, I don't have a personal stake in making the Chinese culture accurate. Like, um, it. If they appropriate it in such a horrible racist way, it's not going to affect me that much because it's not my culture. Mm-hmm. But I would like it to be so that I can experience it and learn about it. And yeah. like, and also, just generally, I would like to see Chinese people excited that their fucking movie was done right. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't like that I just had to say that their, their movie, the fact that it's singular. I feel like Filthy Rich, rich Asians was not... It was kind of a white person's movie about Asians. Yeah, but I mean, these are Hollywood movies. China has its own thriving dramas. But yeah, no, uh, but uh, yeah. So I hope Mulan. I really hope Mulan does well, and I'm super excited for it. And we're definitely going to go see it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Not in the in in our typical like rotation of movies that we would require each others to go see. But mm-hmm. I think I think we talked about each each every six months or something. Every, every so often we we pick a a non traditional movie yeah. for us and hit it up. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. Wow. We are. I am the one that's <laughs> dragging this on. Well, speaking speaking of stuff sort of in this direction, there was a strong slate of animated movies this year. I'll just run through the list and okay. then we'll hit a couple. Uh, Finding Dory, Sing, Moana, Zootopia, Secret Life of Pets, Trolls, Kung Fu Panda Three, Angry Birds Movie, and Sausage Party. Okay. <laughs> uh, the two I want to touch on. And we can uh, – the only two that I saw were Sausage Party and Finding Dory. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about either of those particularly? Uh, hit your Sausage Party thing. Boy, sometimes someone just needs to take the pen away from Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, this was the case of a movie where the director and the – like the writer-director was just given free reign to make a movie – when he thrives better with a little bit of restriction, cough, cough, George Lucas. The We make jokes about how It has a child orgy at the end. Mm-hmm. I think this one's worse. Oh. Do you know about the end of Sausage Party? Uh, no. There is a full... The fuck just touched my shoulder. Oh, God. Having seen Shudder, that was fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> seriously felt like something touched my shoulder um the last like five minutes of sausage party Mm -hmm. is a giant personified food orgy that is just visceral like the sausage is wrapped in a in um uh what's the russian bread like flatbread whatever that is russian russian maybe like or like uh, Eastern European flatbread. Like non? No, maybe non? I don't know. And then, like, shoved into a bunch of, like, uh, uh, donuts. And, like, they're all, like, oh, absolutely making sex sounds. This is a legitimate orgy of all yeah. these living, living things. And it's just 
fucking horrifying. So you said there's very few movies that have caused you to like sit like and just stare like through the credits. Mm-hmm. That made me do it, oh but boy. not in a good way. <laughs> I was. It's almost repressed. Like I'm surprised it's not a repressed memory with how much I was just not enjoying it. Yeah. And then there was like there was a rape scene that was not good. It it just don't see this movie. If you haven't seen this movie, unless you're a very very particular kind of person that we have known a person and it's one of the people that went to see it with me that I haven't talked to in forever. Mm. That yes enjoys this kind of movie sure go enjoy it power to you but holy fuck there that is a low bar for like level of sense of humor yeah it's just if i could go back and stop a movie from happening there's a lot of movies that i would stop from happening (laughs) and mo and uh, one of them's on this list this week one of them is the movie that both of us walked out of the movie agreeing 100% that was the worst movie ever made. This one takes the cake. All Just right. because I don't like that it exists. I don't like that people saw it. I don't like that I had to see it because it just it's just disgusting. It's, it's rude. <laughs> it's unpleasant. It's not even that funny. Mm. The only thing I took away from it that I enjoyed was there was a guy, there, there was a thing of queso dip. And a guy was like, okay, so... And he just goes, yes. So every time someone says, okay, so... I'll just be like, yes. And that's the only thing that's mildly funny in that movie. Everything is just blatantly racist. Like, there's a guy who's just absolutely a Native American who was smoking going, hey yeah, hey yeah, oh hey yeah. Like, it, it's making fun of everything. It's like how South Park makes fun of everything. Mm-hmm. But, like... 100,000% fully racist. Mm-hmm. And it's just horrible in so goddamn many ways. Don't go see that movie. <laughs> On that delightful note, you weren't ex- Dory. <laughs> you weren't expecting that to come out of that, were you? I really was. That's, okay. why, I, that's why I brought it up. Because I've talked it. about it before. How, yeah, how that's, much I that's it. why I saved that for last. I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to get that. Oh, good God. Uh, Finding Dora is fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's a doesn't stand up to Finding Nemo, but it's the Incredibles too. Yeah. It's the it's the adequate, perfectly enjoyable, but mm. flawed sequel. Yep. Um I never saw Sing or Secret Life of Pets or Trolls or the Angry Words movie. I hear that they're all varying shades of entirely watchable. Hmm. Um I never surprising. saw Kung Fu Panda Three. Uh Moana's pretty great. I know I, it's a Disney I, princess movie. Yeah, I've seen a I've seen a couple clips of it. I mean, like the storytelling, I understand. I think, for me, the reason I kind of fight Disney so much is the same reason I fight a lot of other things, is that the world tells me that I should enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that has, like, as since I, like, turned, like, 18 and I got, like, older and grew, mm-hmm. that pisses me off. <laughs> so when everyone's just like, oh, Disney's the best, why don't you like Disney? Why don't you like Disney? I'm like, because you fucking want me to. Mm-hmm. It's at that point where I'm just like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Your enjoyment makes me angry. Yeah. I'm an angry person. I'm so tired. <laughs> That's probably part of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. you really love Zootopia. I really love Zootopia. Go and do it. Zootopia, um, for one thing, it's just a it's a fun, clever animated movie with some good world building and likable characters. Uh, I just lost. 
in the sloth the whole sloth scene is great and it, it plays just as well when you actually watch the movie uh-huh. and it has a really fantastic payoff later in the movie oh good um <laughs> uh but it's also a movie where if you wrote it if you made just a couple of tiny changes and made everything humans it'd be a really good like live action crime drama drama noir movie just really fantastic like the way they're unraveling this mystery Mm -hmm. and there's political intrigue behind the scenes and uh sort of tension between different factions and it's it's absolutely brilliant i watched the first half of zootopia i don't know what pulled me away from it but i remember watching the beginning of it and like i I don't remember almost anything of it but Mm -hmm. i remember sitting down and like going oh maybe i should watch it yeah you should watch the rest of it. No, I should. The way on it unravels is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and just sort of the, the core concept of there's always this historical tension between meat eaters and herbivores. Yeah. And then they, they kind of come together in this more civilized society and live together. But there's sort of these... Uh, there's tension. There's this inherent tension there that's... It, it, I one, one of my rules of literature is that imperfect metaphors and analogies are better than perfect metaphors and analogies because mm-hmm. it gives you sort of those rough edges to grab onto. Yeah. And this one is sort of a, a rough-edged, imperfect metaphor for racism because there, the, there's some underlying tensions there, but it's it doesn't match up perfectly mm-hmm. with any one-to-one real-world picture of racism. Yeah. And so it lets you approach the issue a little more actively, mm-hmm. I guess, and you get to you actually think about, okay, how is this dynamic the same? How is it different from the real world? Mm-hmm. How does it play out in this story? And it's just... It's a brilliant movie on so many levels. Nary a missed beat throughout. There's maybe a couple of jokes that don't land, mm-hmm. but it's it's a fun one for the kids and a really good, just deep thrill ride for the adults. Hmm. Great movie. Good. Uh, speaking of other stuff that made a bunch of money, uh, there were six superhero movies that came out in 2016. Can you Here name all six? Here we go. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start with Marvel. So 20. Well, it came out in 2015. 20, in 2015 was Ant-Man and Age of Ultron. Ant-Man and Age of Ultron. So we've got uh, Civil War. Yes. Civil War is one Very of good. them. Uh, Black, not Black Panther. Black nope. Panther was 18. Um, not Iron Man 3, because that was after that was before Age of Ultron. Yep. Fuck, what am I missing? Guardians 2? Nope, that was 2017. Spring Damn it. 2017. Uh, how many Marvel ones? Two. Two okay oh, okay good lord so now I'm trying to fucking dig for the other one, uh I d- I couldn't think of it earlier I hang on I can do this so this was after Ant Man this was so Civil War what the fuck happened right around Civil War because Homecoming was seventeen right what the fuck it was unrelated to Civil War it was very unrelated to Civil War not Thor nope oh my god how am I drawing Doctor Strange? Yep. Oh! That's the one. I Nicely done. Nicely done. Yes! Um, uh, yeah, so those ones. Uh, those two? There's two Fox. Two Fox. Oh, Fan Forestick? Nope. That oh, was last fuck. year. 2015. Oh, that's right. Uh, two Fox. Yep. Not Amazing Spider-Man 2. Nope. That was... Yeah, because fucking that's Spider-Man. Also, <laughs> Tom Holland's there. It's also Sony. Oh, oh, Fox. Oh, um, um, <laughs> uh, 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 fucking... Deadpool. Yep, that's Deadpool one, of them. one of them. And then the other one is Apocalypse. Yep. Yes. Oh, I'm so good. And uh, then two Warner Brothers. Oh. <laughs> Don't make me say it. 
Say it. Suicide Squad? Yeah. And then the other one. The one that shall not be named. That one. <laughs> Batman versus Superman. No! Dawn of Justice. No! <laughs> uh, oh, you're more willing to unname Suicide Squad. I just, I just, fucking BBS, God. Should we start with the Warner Brothers ones? <sighs> Can we... Can we take a break? Give me, like, a chance to... Yes. So we'll talk about the good ones first. Okay. Civil War. Holy fuck good. That's a great one. Um, it's, you love your culminations? That's a culmination I love my half. culminations. Oh, it's so good. It's it's a culmination with introductions. Yeah. With two phenomenal introductions. Yes. And it's just... Ah! Yep. Um, And then... I mean, we've talked about the Marvel stuff, so I don't want to dwell on them too much. But uh, Doctor Strange is a great movie. Not perfect. It's got some flaws. It's probably... It, I'd say it's above the median for MCU. Oh, absolutely. Um, one, of the, one of the better origin stories. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to, like, keep my throat lubricated after screaming like a maniac at football games yeah, for no, that's, three that's, hours. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are good. It's um, got Mads Mikkelsen, so that's always fun. It does... And Tilda Got Swinton. That's Mads, fun. uh, Mad Eyes Mickelson. Yeah, because he always has something weird going on with his eyes. Yeah. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Yep. Uh, I think that's it. There's no other tie-ins from everybody else. No one else shows up. No. Do they? It's just I mean, him. Tell the Four plays huh? Mordo. Well, yeah, but no, no one from other movies. No, he's his own thing. Yep. Because this is a. Do we have a solid answer on when this fucking took place? <laughs> yes, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are good. Uh, Fox movies, Deadpool, great movie. Yeah, it did what it needed to do. It lived up to the hype of that. What was like six years since that test footage happened? Something like that. It was just a yeah. long, long time, and he got the payoff of getting that shit Deadpool from Origins. Yeah, it's funny. They needed that movie to land that movie, and, and it, it really did. did. It, that's a really good example of a movie that like. It satisfied exactly what it needed to do and what everyone wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. Like, by no means a perfect movie, but did everything it needed to yeah, do. Yeah, it's a heck of a lot of fun. Um, My mom loved watch it. it again. Uh, what? My mom loved it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? I guess they are home. Cause Let's see. I thought my parents were gone and because their car was gone, but then my dad's phone keeps buzzing and he didn't walk in at all. So, uh, anyway, anyway, uh, the other one, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Oof. Yeah. Apocalypse. Yikes. Not, boy. not a terrible movie. It's not. Yeah. It's watchable. Kind of needed for the next movie. Yeah. Which would have been Dark Phoenix, wouldn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It could have been a really good movie, mm-hmm. uh, but they kind of only went halfway with it. Yeah. When they when they first announced that it was going to be X Men Apocalypse, they pitched it. Their like initial little one paragraph pitch was, all these superhero movies, all these X Men movies that we've done so far have been superhero movies. This is going to be a disaster movie. This is yeah. going to be world altering, and yeah. it just kind of wasn't. They had the intention, the original intention for whoever the fuck is the Mike, uh, the Kevin Feige of Fox, was that Dark Phoenix would go first before. Apocalypse was going to be the last. No, one. the original attention was it was going to be uh, first class. Apocalypse, Days of Future Past is the culmination, 
and then Dark oh. Phoenix beyond that. Once they have the Dark Phoenix, I thought Apocalypse was out. supposed to be last. No, Apocalypse was supposed to be a little more toned down and just kind of a setup. Okay. Give more of a chance for characters like Cyclops and Jean Grey to establish themselves. Yeah. Because then they have that movie to establish themselves, and they really get to come into their own in Days of Future Past mm-hmm. as the the young team that's kind of you know, we get to we get to meet them coming into their powers yeah. and they they become their own fully fleshed out set of characters just in time for all of the emotional turmoil of dark phoenix yeah which makes a lot of sense yep shame they didn't do that yep so that movie is passable is it brothers. all right i'm not gonna try to dive into it because we've we've ranted about oh yes quite we have a bit. um both just terrible movies for different reasons um start with suicide squad they had the intention of making it a dark dark movie yeah but with the success of guardians the year before or two years before boy did they just crucify david Iyer's vision yeah um it was this was you know the story about this they they had a advertising company they had had, so there was the trailer that was really popular i think the one that was cut to bohemian rhapsody They brought them in to re-edit the thing. Re-edit the movie. Yeah. Way out of the wheelhouse. Way not experts on what they were paid to do. Yep. And it just turned out to be an absurd disaster. Yeah. Um, The acting is good, which is upsetting Yeah. amid the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because Will Smith and Margot Robbie are fucking great. Whoever the guy that I can never remember his name, but somehow you always know who Jai it is. Jai Courtney. That guy. Because everyone hates him. Everyone thinks he's a terrible actor, but I've never seen anything I didn't like him in. He's And he's a good Captain Boomerang. I yeah. just inherently hate the Captain Boomerang character. Yep. That, that's the intention. It's because he's just a giant Yeah, he's, he's not so dick. Um, wasn't a huge fan of the Killer Croc. No. Yeah, that was not great. Um, not a great characterization. He Killer Croc in the comics is a very interesting character. And I think I want to do an episode. I'm going to write this down. Okay. Of kind of a, a villain, like kind of we do kind of series episodes where, mm-hmm. um, so we're actually planning a three episode series of uh, Lord of the Rings, breaking that down in the different chunks. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do a series of like, um, villain showcases. So okay. I look at like the Batman Batman villains, kind of kind of go through the most interesting ones, some underrated ones, some mm-hmm. overrated ones, and do that. Um, the Flash, um, mm-hmm. has uh, so sorry, nope. That was Captain Boomerang. I'm talking about Killer Croc. Killer Croc in the comics is a very interesting character. Actually, whenever you get around to reading Batman Eternal, mm-hmm. has a very interesting part to play in it because he actually doesn't – he's not a villain villain. Okay. He's very, very territorial and protective over things that he cares about mm-hmm. to the point where he, like, eats people and kills people and Batman right. tries to stop him. But when nothing's going wrong with him, Killer Croc has been an ally several times. Okay. He was even an ally during Nightfall. Like – Huh. He fought Bane, and Bane okay. fucked him up. Oh, it was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's a really interesting character, and this was just not a good rendition of it, and it it mm-hmm. bothered me a lot. It bothered me a lot actually the second time I watched it after I'd read things that involved Killer Croc, and I was like, "Oh God, no! Bring me back the Comet Croc." Um, villain showcase. All right, gotta take your notes. Yep, gotta take my notes. Uh, we have a lot of episode stuff that we're good we need to actually like get on those yep um so yeah that the visuals were just weird 
Mm-hmm. The fact that there were two introduction scenes was stupid as shit. Yep. <laughs> um, the the enchantress changing, uh, having June uh, June Moon. Yep. June Moon. Uh, I don't know why I doubted that. I just read a story that involved her. Uh, the way that she changed into enchantress was actually really interesting. I do like that. I liked that that it 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 uh uh. It accents it. Uh, what's the word? It starts with an I. In in informs in enforces enforces. You, it you got me e. there. <laughs> oh, it does. Uh, <laughs> it enforces the idea that the enchantress is an entirely other entity that is taking her over. Uh-huh. So watching that hands come out and take over mm-hmm. shows that someone else is taking over rather mm-hmm. than just June Moon going crazy. Yep. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And I I know we're not getting Cara Delevingne back. Mm-hmm. Cara Delvin back for the next one, but I would like that rendition of Enchantress. Just don't make her the secret villain or like whatever that whole shit was. Yeah, um, if she was, if she was well written and more terrifying as a villain than mm-hmm. just I'm doing just CGI dance moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Cara. Uh, Cara nice. Dance Levine. <laughs> ah! Um, but yeah, like if it's. Um, she is a really interesting character to have in the position of she's the side character that is a that is a loose cannon, and you have no idea what's going to happen with her next. Mm-hmm. Almost like Raven, uh, she's kind of like the equivalent of Raven in this, where she's just okay. like, I have this deep darkness inside of me that's going to come out a, co- a couple times. Like with Raven in the New Teen Titans, anytime someone like touched her or like pissed her off, she would just envelop them and show them their darkest fucking fears. And would like petrify them for a week, okay. even though she's their ally. But and she's like, "I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do it." June Moon could do that, where she's just like, "I love you guys." As June Moon, please don't piss off Enchantress, because <laughs> you will die. Uh, and I like that, where she's just like this, it's teetering on the edge constantly. Yeah. Um, rather than making her like the focus point, make her this kind of like something that could play into the plot, where it turns the tables and the. Uh, to the benefit of the villain where she just snaps and fucking attacks everybody. Mm-hmm. But it's just a very interesting character to have in this setting. Yeah. But not as the, the main point. That's yep. the most intelligent I've talked about suicide squad. That was a very good point. Yeah. yeah. I really um, like that. Well, that, anything else to, you want to, you, you've hit everything I wanted to say. Big brother shit was weird. It's not great. <laughs> it's not, it's not fantastic. It could be a good movie. Yes. Redone well. If you get someone who can make a good movie and you remake it as if it was a soft reboot, it might be a great movie. Oh, wait. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Good luck, James Gunn. I'm really interested to see what they do with, like, people. Like, they have so many of the bulky guys. They got both. Oh, they don't have Dave Bautista. They didn't officially announce him. Oh, yeah. He wants to be in, but they've got. But I'm interested to see what characters they bring in. Um, It'd be kind of fun if they just do. Like, all of those guys are all members of the Suicide Squad, except for the guy who played Rick Flagg. And there is, like, you know, you got core members. But there's these people that just keep showing up. Like, you have Lime and Light show up, like, mm-hmm. two of the female characters. And they get their heads blown off. Or, actually, you could do what happens in the comics, mm-hmm. where Lime's head gets blown off, and Light goes fucking berserk. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, they're twins. and they're, Right. Yeah, they're both just... You know, the cl- uh, cliche, we make light beams with our hands mm-hmm. uh, and we can fly. 
But they might do that where it's just like all these expendable guys enforcing that these guys are expendable <laughs> and Amanda Waller doesn't give a shit. Yeah, let's do it. Um, but yeah, and the other one. The, the, the worst movie. Not the actual worst, but like. You know what? I there. love this movie. Wonder Woman is wonderful. I like when Wonder Woman exists. This movie is nothing else but Wonder Woman and her and her uh, entrance. Yep, that's all this movie is. Yep. Oh, it's so bad. It's just it's really bad. This just disgusting concoction of d- uh, Death of Superman, Dark Knight Rises, uh, anything involving Wonder Woman. I guess her part doesn't particularly draw from any comics. It's just a disgusting amalgamation of everything. It's uh, was this one that suffered from studio interference. Um, or did I, Zach, Zack Snyder just not fucking know how to write a movie? I, well, I think part of the problem is Zack Snyder was like, hey, I like Death of Superman and Dark Knight Returns. I'm going to slap both of those onto the screen. Yep. But I think the studio also did want to rush him into doing something like yep. this just to try to compete with Marvel. Yeah. Which, hey, if you settle back and actually try to make some good movies about interesting and unique characters that we haven't seen before, like, I don't know, Wonder Woman or Aquaman or... Heck, maybe Shazam. Yeah, Shazam. Who's you ever know? seen a movie about Shazam? Yeah. Actually, those are all... Aquaman's a good example. Wonder Woman and Shazam aren't, aren't great examples, because Shazam had this show during the 70s and 80s. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so it was just this... Uh, like you mentioned, this attempt at just, like, uh, putting putting heroes together on screen. Yeah. We had our Man of Steel, put everyone else there. Yep. And then reference everyone else that's not there in some stupid fucking file... I hate when movies do shit like that, yeah. where it's just this stupid file structure that, like, doesn't make sense. Yep. Like, give me... Iron Man actually did a pretty good job when he was going through... Uh, or when Pepper was going through Stain's computer. Uh-huh. It was, like, straight up Windows. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, he just opened up, like, a file, and it had, like, a list of files, mm-hmm. or, like, a folder, and then a list of files. It looked like a real thing. It was a real thing. Not just this weird, like, meta-human... Or, like, the, or the uh, meta-gene theory, which... Uh, when the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's an interesting way of introducing the metagene stuff. It's totally been a fucking thing in the comics for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's an integral part of the DC universe is the metagene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know that when I watched it the first time. But it's, oh, it's just so bad. It's died. Hey, on the bright side, though, we got on the bright side, though, we got Jesse Eisenberg's brilliant performance as Lex Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got a really interesting uh I realized who he who that character could kind of play. Okay. Black Mask. Huh. This this businessman, like he he's a, he's a bit more of a laid back businessman, but he's a businessman that's not like Lex Luthor level menacing, but like a like a couple screws are a little bit loose. Okay. And like uh you know what, now that I'm thinking about going back thinking about specific examples of the way that he played it no never mind terrible it's black mask sort of guy that go around shoving jolly ranchers into people's mouths remember when he did yeah. that he like roller skates over to the guy and he puts a jolly rancher on his oh, lips and just like God. pops it in is that just not the God, greatest happened. like that's probably method acting like he probably just went around to like random interns on the set and shoved jolly ranchers in really their what we need to do is have him like have Je- like do another Superman movie at some point. Like give him fucking time to breathe. But do another Superman movie, and he'll be like Lex Luthor. You're a bit of a twat, aren't you? And then like you hear like um, 
And like they turn around and there's like Brian Cranston. Yes. Going, My son is the worst. <laughs> and then he like kicks his son out and that's actually Lex Luthor. Because he talks about his dad. Yeah. Like he's like, My dad is the is the Lex Corp. Oh my god. That might actually have genuinely be what the been what the thing is. Mm, it could be. Because Lex Luthor in the comics is the one that built LexCorp. Mm-hmm. His parents were fucking jackoffs. I think... If he's like my my dad's the Lex in the LexCorp, the real Lex Luthor is probably his actual dad. <laughs> I I don't think that was the plan all along, but I think they might have written themselves an out because they knew they were putting a risky version of the character on screen. Yeah. So I think I think they left themselves a, a a shot in the dark in case. And it, oh my god, this is such a way up. that we could save that we could they could save this <laughs> is like and Lex Luthor is an absolute is absolutely a strings puller. Yes. So if he's like, I don't want to accidentally get punched in the face by fucking Superman. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send my son to do whatever this maniacal thing. Like I. It's a it's a pretty decent plan that got the two of them to fight. Yeah, like it makes no sense like logically, but like if it, with so better writers it would have. With better writers it would have. In our world, that that plan would not have worked. Right. But the fact that the plan worked means that it was a good plan. Mm-hmm. So like, Lex Luthor was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make this plan and then have my kid do it because if my kid gets punched in the face, punched through the face by <laughs> Superman, or punched through the face by batman then oops what's another kid i can just i have sex with mercy and then we can have another kid mercy's not is not the father he can he can buy children he's he can buy children but that's a really interesting way that they could do that, that that they could avoid that i like how every time we talk about early warner brothers it usually ends up in ways that they can fix it. Yep. Because <laughs> that's all there is to talk about. Hey, at least it's not broken beyond repair. Yeah, that's true. We can say There's that for plenty them. of ways that we can repair it. Yep. All right, let's move on from yeah, that. Yeah, please do. Uh, we have an hour and 30. Three other movies from big franchises. Okay. Um, Adequate Beasts, and mostly we're about to find other stuff that's yeah. not the Beasts. It's pretty all right. It's watchable. It, We've we've made this point a lot. It could have been a really good movie if it were sort of setting the stage for the Dumbledore Grindelwald conflict, and then if the sequel were done well, or it could have been a really great movie of Eddie Redmayne just romping around New York chasing magical creatures for an hour and a half yep. with no stakes. Yep. Both of those would have been good. Mashing them together into a two and a half hour monstrosity, not good. Yeah. Not terrible. Not but terrible. Adequate, watchable. Messy. Once. Yeah. Yeah. Saw it in well. theaters. Don't regret seeing it. We'll never see it again. Yep uh star trek beyond uh pretty good as far as i recall yeah it's i think all three of the movies in that star trek trilogy are good at least the first one is definitely very good i I think i think all three are good but very much in their own way yeah the the first one is kind of an action adventure um that references the spirit of classic trek while updating it for a modern age Mm -hmm. into darkness is much more leaning into the action and stuff and this one feels like a like an actual star trek story yeah there's some real absurd weird funny stuff going on but it it doesn't take itself too seriously and it has a lot of fun and mm-hmm. just the whole final thing with the them playing sabotage and oh just yeah flying around that's that's the most absurd but it's the it's yeah. the perfect modern updating of a star trek yep. idea yep. so does a good job it's yeah it's not brilliant but it does exactly what it needs to to mm-hmm. meet its own expectations uh, and then Rogue One. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. So why don't you like this movie? Uh, 
I think we could I think we could afford an episode on this one, but I'll give it to you kind of briefly. Okay. Um it it suffers from prequelitis. Mm-hmm. It suffers from plot holeitis. Uh, well, there's that. I had I had coined a word to myself a while ago when I was thinking about this. Like, it's a movie just des- basically designed to fill a plot hole mm-hmm. uh, to introduce that exhaust port. Yeah. Um, the characters to me aren't super lovable. Uh, I love Forrest Whitaker. I have actually subtly been obsessed with him since I watched The Butler, which you still need to watch. Yep. Um, I did not like his character. It was weird. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yep. Um, Mads Mikkelsen, right? Yeah, he's in it. Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, Dad's Mikkelsen. Dad's Mikkelsen. Dad's in Mikkelsen one. is in this. Um, he's he's good for where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some pretty emotional impacts that I that, like the when Dad gets shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty emotional. It's but pretty Sad's Mikkelsen. Sad's Mikkelsen. We've definitely done this joke before, Dad's and Mikkelsen. I'm gonna just kill it right now. No, God, no. That's part of our plexicon for uh, for <laughs> names. It's it's, it's it's not like uh uh Corey. What's his face? Holt. Corey Holt. Yeah. Um. Where it's just a completely different name every time. It's yep. variations on dads, mads, <laughs> on dads. Um, but it's just, you knew everyone was going to die. It was something that important. Certainly we would have heard about all of these people later yep. in the series, like in the original trilogy. Like they would have referenced it. If there was anybody like that they referenced, they were like, oh yeah, this person sold Catan in like hope throw off line mm-hmm. would have made a much more much bigger impact soul katan soul guerrera sagarera sagarera yeah yes i mean we know who he was because he showed up in rebels uh, yeah but that's way different okay because it's a it's uh, you could draw stuff from the comics and stuff but you have to explain it in the movies because people just watch the movies the movies are that top level of things right and if you're gonna you can't draw from the bottom mm-hmm. because people don't know and it's a less of an impact you can draw from above so in rebels you can have darth vader show the fuck up and everyone's like i know who that is because if you're watching star wars rebels you've absolutely seen the original trilogy yeah. you can draw from up you can't draw from down you know that's a very fair point because i'd be real mad if someone from agents of shield walked up in Endgame and was like hi i'm important to the plot exactly yeah and it just makes no sense okay. um fair enough so th- it's just and I really just couldn't get attached to the characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point. And uh, one of my movie watching biases. The training us from an early age to be <laughs> detached from people we send on suicide missions. Yeah, that's about right. Hey. Uh, no, I think uh, one of one of my movie watching biases is that I don't need characters to be happy with a movie necessarily. Okay. Um, like Europa Report doesn't have much in the way of character. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Dunkirk. Yeah. No character. Yeah. Love that movie. Rogue One, very little character. They try a little bit. Yeah. Love that movie. Uh, not on the same level as Europa Ritter. Done. Europa also, the romance was unnecessary. Important. Yeah. I I do think that was true. It's I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. It's got some serious missteps. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff it cut from the trailer that should have been in there, like the, the TIE fighter rising up against her. Oh, that was cool. That was cool. But it's got Ben Mendelsohn being fun. Uh, it's got some, I think the ending does land reasonably well. Just, you don't see a mainstream movie that kills off everyone that often. Mm-hmm. And it's not crazy to think that they could just be living and hiding somewhere else. Some of them. 
the thing I will say though, the best I I think it could be uh for being my bottom or my second to bottom Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. not second to bottom, <laughs> third to bottom. I enjoyed uh um Revenge of the Sith more. Okay. A bit yeah. more. And I think thinking back, like, despite the kind of shitty acting, Phantom Menace is not terrible. We've kind of over the course of a while We've like sort of re- recycled on Yeah. That. Um Solo is definitely down there. But fair enough. Has I think top three moments of Star Wars, of all of all Star Wars. Okay, is when we get to see Darth Vader go full fucking Sith Lord on people. Yep, first time we ever see, only time we ever see him actually do that. Yeah, and it is amazing. Yeah, just the ease at which he just glides through and just like slices those bitches up. Oh, oh, such a good scene. Uh, just the and the panic in their faces. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just I love the way they start that scene where it's like everything's kind of wind wound down and the heroes have already sacrificed themselves and you're like okay the movie's over we're gonna get a nice last shot of CGI Leia saying something about hope and then it cuts to a dark hallway and you hear the breathing and you know it's about to happen <laughs> and that red lightsaber comes out and it's just chills man it's just it was chills. absolute chills oh i've never had a movie make me want to watch the next movie so fucking bad yeah like i because that the, although the suffer suffering part of that is that like it doesn't particularly make sense between that and the next thing because like yeah it's i think people have said that there was like a week between that and the thing and the and the beginning of right. hope yeah but like if it, it doesn't seem like it is it seems like they're just like and then Vader went back up to the Star Destroyer, and pew, and then that's where they landed, like in the New Hope. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, "I'm gonna murder all these people, be all awesome," and then he gets to the uh, to the uh, uh, diplomatic ship and just goes, "I'm tired." Yeah, <laughs> that was exhausting. He is pretty yeah. old at that point, so that's true. <laughs> yeah, and 